Hello, good morning. This uh, episode, we are going to talk about something really fun. It's a different format than normal. Um, We both go out and research a topic and then come back together and discuss it. Like Auburn Wines. Yes, you can check out Auburn Wines, Green Wines, and now Blue Wines. First off, what is Blue Wine? I'm Haley. This is Ashley. We are Whole Cluster Conversation. love this open-ended question. (laughs) It's really just to start us off of like, where did you go down the rabbit hole? Which which hole did you choose? Which adventure? (laughs) Um, Well, I'll talk about my adventure later on, but um, (laughs) yeah, I just definitely went down a nerdy rabbit hole. But to answer your question, I'll go first and then maybe you can say kind of Fill me in what I messed up. I don't blue think wine mess anything up. is wine that is blue, Haley <laughs> and listeners. <laughs> it's a turquoise color, and I guess I'll just—I uh, don't know how to like explain it without Google saying how they wine. got the blue. Yeah, Google yeah. blue wine, and then uh, you know how if you use the Google search engine, usually it gives you like a bank of images depending yeah. on, on what you search and then it'll list like the bank of images is all wine that is a blue color or hue <laughs> that is what we're talking about today blue wine <laughs> blue like the color of my beautiful eyes <laughs> no it's like a beautiful uh turquoise color for the most part or a listerine mouthwash color yeah just jump in and talk about you go ahead and take take the cake how do they how do you get that blue color okay Well, I guess I could say too, like the company. So it was actually, it's a really relatively new wine Mm -hmm. uh, that came out, uh, according to my research, in 2015. And a lot of people um, claim our beautiful social media platforms were really helping um, a lot of wine. I I recognize, I watched a couple different videos of reviews and stuff. And people were really like, poo-pooing and calling it like the Instagram wine, the like social media influencer wine because they were like... They just want to take pictures with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But there's a company, uh, G-I-K, Gik. That's what I assumed, yeah. But it's also Spanish, so... Gik? Gik. That sounds Um, funny. (laughs) um, Yeah, sorry. Not sure, but they are kind of the first person that first company that debuted it in, like I said, 2015. It's a Spanish company, but then pretty much everything I saw was like the U, the EU was like, nope, nope, locked it down, and the French market really took it on and was really into it. Uh, so that's kind of where it first went, but then. But it couldn't be labeled as wine. It had to be yep. like a alcoholic beverage yep. or something because yep. it was wine that had some colorants added. Yes, yes. So I think that's 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 where I was going, Haley. From that point, a couple other companies have jumped in, especially some French winemaking companies. Yeah. It is a Chardonnay. Is what I discovered for the most part. A lot of them are Chardonnays. I also saw a couple other. Did you see any of the other? Now I'm blanking on what the other kinds that I saw varieties. 
I saw that just a mix. A lot of times they just talked about it's a mix of white and red grapes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. So I think that it's, again, when you're looking at kind of the business model that they have, which is making a wine that's relatively inexpensive, has this cool color. Maybe that's the reason why you pull it off a shelf. They're probably using a lot of grapes that are whatever's available, kind of making a bulk wine rather than focusing on a super artisan product. Um, okay. And I think that's also why you still, it's still relatively uh, rare to find. You can, it's much more available now, but I, it's not like you walk into a wine shop and they have a blue wine section. Still pretty, uh, you know, there's only a couple bottles maybe in the whole <laughs> wine shop that are blue. So I think we should just jump to the punchline because everybody's wondering, how in the world do you get a turquoise Listerine blue colored wine? I'm going to let you go before I jump into the <laughs> yes. nerdiest that I'm going to butcher. <laughs> scientific paper, O-chem level that I'm I I'm glad down. that you went that route. I <laughs> We were just talking about this before we got recording. I think we talked... I think I read a paper, a scientific paper, when we talked about green wine, but it wasn't about mm -hmm. green wine. It was about blue wine or mentioned blue wines okay. and different color compounds and things. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really glad that you found that paper because I couldn't. It might have been I a different paper, it. but maybe it might not. Have, yeah. Mm -hmm. When this wine is made, from what I was able to find online, GIC or GIK was actually pretty open about their process, which I thought mm -hmm. was interesting, <laughs> yeah. uh, or they seem to be open. They say when they make their wine, they use a variety of white and red grapes, but they make them basically in a white wine fashion. Mm -hmm. And then they they extract anthocyanins, which are mm -hmm. a compound found in grape skins that are black or red grape skins, um, depending on how you define your grapes. And they add those back in as well as at that same time, they add in um, an indigo extract. So mm -hmm. if you know what indigo is, it's going to give you like a really dark blue. Um, if you use it like to dye clothing and things like that, it's where we get like indigo wash jeans, things like that. So they add these two different compounds back into the wine to give it that blue color. I also know from the little bit of research that I did, I think you have to have your pH be in the right range for yep. the blue color to stick, especially with the anthocyanins. And I would guess... You're going to ruin everything I learned. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I would guess... So when, we, when I was doing all this reading, most of the blue wines are sweetened. And I would assume, because I wasn't able to find the scientific papers, that it's because they need some sort of stability that the sugar offers or possibly um, a preservative or something like that to keep the blue a little more stable rather than... Like with red wines, you think about red wines and when you age them, a lot of times that you have stuff that falls out of solution. And, some, and like with red wines, a lot of times it has color to it because... It, it pulls some of those color compounds out of the solution as well. So you don't want that to happen in your blue wine. Yeah, that 
part of the paper I've definitely skimmed over. So I should have sent it to you and just been like, I know that we're we'll put it doing in our show, ind- independent <laughs> research, but I think you would have maybe understood that section Ooh. maybe a little bit more. I'm <laughs> so glad you have that faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, because I was definitely reaching back into my many, many moons ago yeah. um, OCHEM knowledge and looking at, you know, hydroxyl groups and Oof, all that kind of I, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would not. I don't know any of that. <laughs> but they did talk about what you just mentioned. I just kind of breezed over that section because I was like, blue, blue. I want to know the blue color, yeah. how that comes into play. Um, but that's a good point of like, I probably should have read that section a little bit more in depth and tried to understand it of like how they keep the blue color. And I think from what you said, that's pretty much what it is. The other thing I wanted to just quickly um, mention is that, how are we saying this? G-I-K? Gick. Gick. Yeah. I think Gick um, sounds better than Gike. I don't know. That's just... <laughs> okay. Um, Maybe it's on Wikipedia, the, the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. What I thought was really cool is they, on their their website, mentioned, you know, kind of their process and how it was a real technological process that they partnered with uh, the University of Basque Country yeah. and other food tech industries. So what you think about that, like how chef and gets, like if you're a chef and you get into that like sci- mad scientist type of cooking of like using different like extractions and, and they kind of use that same vein to come up with like really pushing the envelope on food technologies and how to like, because it really gets into the chemistry of things of like how to change those like chemists, the chemical compound breakdowns of some of these pigments to be able to like really get that food uh, or that, that blue color. Right. So, and I, I think you alluded to this and the research that I did was mm-hmm. it's all these natural compounds in the wine, but then when the wine was actually analyzed by independent labs, they oh. might be using actual like blue for I don't know what the I don't remember what they were blue forty two or you know oh. <laughs> I think that's a football term, but actual dyes. Um, okay. Oh, here it is: blue one or E one three three food coloring, uh, okay. which is the same blue that you find in um, the blue curacao liquor okay and things like- I kind of wondered that because that's yeah. what I was thinking I was like it's, I don't know making a wine cocktail of sorts is what I would want to do with it yes all of my research uh that was uh I kept clicking on things trying to find um more of the science side of things but then a lot of yeah. times it was like tasting notes and this and that yeah. and a lot of it was uh, I don't know if I would drink this on its own but it looks really great on my Instagram <laughs> and uh, I think I would uh, want to mix it with something make a some sort of yeah. cocktail so we've been talking a lot about Gick, but I wanted to bring up another person that I ran into, which yeah. this is French. So I'm so sorry, Rene Lebel, I think, cool. um, a French entrepreneur. And that was, I saw his, her, their name brought up. Well, they use he. So yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they 
that his name was brought up several times, kind of especially in that whole like when the EU said, no, your blue, this wine isn't wine, um, uh, and yeah. kind of essentially pulled the shelves that with its short lived like this blue wine, and people kind of went, what is this? He ended up taking it on and like created one for France um, that was called Vindigo. Yeah. I don't know if you ran into that. I did. Okay. What did you find? Anything else about that wine? It seemed to be a bit more, quote unquote, natural. Right. (laughs) And it didn't look quite as blue. Well, at least in the bottle. I didn't see the Gick wines. I saw people pouring them and looking at them in glasses, but I didn't see any um, poured Vindigo, but it seemed to be lighter in color, which would make me think there's a little less added Uh um, color in it. Yeah. But I think that um, the thing I found most interesting with his uh, Vindigo and his process, Renee's, mm-hmm, Renee's uh-huh. process, was that um, he's a French guy, created a French company, mm-hmm. was like, hey, I want to do this weird marketing thing because I think, I think it's going to stick. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, maybe it's not going to be world-renowned wine, but it's going to be a product that people know. And then he couldn't get any of his French vineyard friends to work with him. They all said, no, (laughs) we don't want to be known for blue wine. So he actually had to go to Spain to produce his wine, which I thought was really interesting. And I think it goes to show um, something else that happens in the wine world, which is Spain is actually pretty... um, Progressive? Yes. And they're willing to try new things. They're willing to uh, take some risks, mm-hmm. especially in terms of equipment. They uh, go through different processes sometimes to see, does this work? And being part of the European landscape, Union. that's mm-hmm. very... Uh, they go out on a limb a lot in their wine okay. making to see if things will work. Whereas France is is more entrenched in the no, this is what this is what's worked for a long time. This is yeah. what we want to be known for. This is what we're placing importance on. You can try new things, but we probably won't uh, be really excited about it. Okay. <laughs> or you just have people that won't work with you because they don't want their, it to be known that their wine or their grapes are being made into blue wine. So interesting because I know that Gick and that being in the Basque country on the border yeah, of of Spain and <clears throat> France, um, but really its own country. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, that was kind of a sorry. That was kind of a political statement in some ways. Uh, so, but the the Basque country, uh, it the or sorry the Gick with you know, being, working with the Basque country, um, the University of the Basque country, they, I was reading, they pull French and Spanish wines mm-hmm. or, or grapes. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe the the French there are just like, don't tell them who, who we are. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> this is our, our extra product. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I didn't, I didn't run into that, that whole part. So that's really cool. I will. I know we're like totally going off of our our normal script here, Haley. But I oh, will pull okay. up one other uh, company that, or I guess two that I I ran into. Um, one was Blue Prefer, 
That's P-E-R-F-E-R, newbluewines.com. And so they talk about it and and they're, again, talking about receiving, getting the color from this this, um, maceration of young wine and extracts extracts of the grape skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like their website because they also, they talked about like the flavor of it and then uh, recommendations of what to eat with the blue wine. So they were talking about like dessert, seafood, appetizer, fish, you know, all things I think that you get with a little bit of acidity, but also like sweeter stuff. Um, And then the other one that I ran into that I kind of mentioned that variety of grape earlier, the Kava um, was Skyfall Wines. And yeah, yeah, so, uh, and that's a blue sparkling wine. So, and (laughs) I will say that I was watching a YouTube video from a guy named Julian um, who was doing like a review of it and showing it off. And he was super skeptical because he was like, I've never had a blue wine that I've liked. And then he (laughs) tried that one and he said, he actually gave it pretty good reviews. Um, cool. And I was listening to that in the car and my husband was like, oh, are you going to talk to Haley about it? Is Haley going to make one? That would really go with her theme, our <laughs> yeah. river theme. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's so kind I, of how Gick got started. They saw the blue ocean, blue... Yeah, what was it was it after the Mediterranean. Yeah, blue ocean strategy and they... That's how, yeah, they took that and ran with it with wine. Yeah. So, and then what I read about, yeah, Skyfall was a little bit, or yeah, with theirs is that they have a combination of natural flower and fruit extracts that they use to produce that hue. So, blue um, is a weird um, color in nature. Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't say a weird color in nature, but it's a rare, more rare than other pigments. Mm hmm. So anyone that makes a blue wine or blue tea, which is something else mm-hmm. I ran across, and blue other things, um, it's even if they say it's from a natural pigment, maybe be a little skeptical because depending on how blue it is, I should say. Uh, yeah. I made a blue or sorry, an Earl Grey cake one time, and Ooh. the recipe that I was following was great recipe. And then at the very end, right before you're supposed to bake everything, it was like also add in like four drops of blue food coloring. Otherwise you're not going to get this pretty gray color. It's just going to be like a blah, (laughs) blah brown, like (laughs) beigey brown. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Like everything was very classic. And then it was like also drop some food coloring in there. (laughs) Um, and I didn't have any food coloring, so I looked up what what natural uh, what co- what can I use for natural blue food coloring? And basically, the internet was like, "Well, there's very few things. Maybe some flowers. Um, make sure they're edible flowers." <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, that kind of gets into my rabbit hole of the um, anthocyanins and how um, they're from you know, for your point that you were just making, things like black currants, uh, blueberries, blackberries, Mm -hmm. those, you know, things that we see, um, those are all things that have those. And 
the other thing I kind of, but I was like, I'm not going to go into that too much. But, um, and the research was a little bit mixed about kind of the health benefits of the anthocyanins. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if we think about blueberries, you know, the antioxidant effects of it, you know, for a little, I feel like we've kind of petered off of it a little bit, but there was definitely this like, crave of like, oh, eat lots of blueberries and yeah. antioxidants and, and blue things. Um, and so that really has to do, again, with that pigment. And so um, there's claims, of, you know, where I was seeing a lot of like mixed reviews on it, but, you know, claims of... Health um, benefits as well. Yeah, health benefits, everything from cardiovascular health to cancer cancer protection, dementia, to wow. living longer, um, you know, claims of certain cultures that eat more. Right. <laughs> so, um, but again, it was a little bit mixed, so... Mm-hmm. Just to be clear too, anthocyanins can be um, other hues, not just... Yeah, blue. They can be more purple, which would be a mix of red and blue, and more red. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to have the right pH, like we were discussing. Yep. For it to come across more as that blue color, and that mm-hmm. would—I think it has to be a pH in the actual grape, not just when you adjust oh. your wine. But I'm not sure. I'm—I don't understand. I, the chemistry is beyond me when it when it gets there. So there might be a way yeah. to adjust your pH once you're. Uh, which is hard, by the way. Um, but once you're um, in a wine state, so that then uh-huh. it becomes more blue than red. But I think it has to do with the way the anthocyanin is developed in the actual skin of the grape on the on the vine. I'll do a quick chemistry lesson. And please, all of those of you <laughs> that are chemists, please give me some grace. Also, we are Be recording kind. this early in the morning <laughs> after daylight savings. So you know how when we recorded this. And uh, I feel free to let us know what we say wrong on our podcast, but also yeah. remember to be kind. <laughs> yeah. So just remember it's been many moons since I've done a deep dive into chemistry. But the the quick re- thing that I read through, which we'll definitely link this paper that goes into this um, was it was talking about with the anthocyanins about um, kind of the different position of the hydroxyl and methoxyl um, groups on the ring molecule. So I don't know if you've ever seen like a cool like ring of chemistry, you see those kind of like rings and then you'll have your different like OH, hydro- hydrogen and oxygen compounds coming off of there. Um, it's kind of about the positioning of all of those that bring into the hue of like if it's more of that red color like Haley was mentioning Mm -hmm. to more of a blue. And so it has to do kind of with that um, and how that if you think of that mess of the chemical compound plays in to pH, again, I am doing a real rapid fire (laughs) chemistry lesson here, is because pH is actually has to do with the number of uh, free the H plus ions that are in solution. So yeah. um, one thing I was reading was that wines with a higher pH will have that higher concentration of blues um, and more of like 
quote unquote colorist pigments because it was talking about how sometimes the blues have a yellowish tint to them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of plays into it. And so again, the more hydrogen ions present, the lower the pH. So <laughs> if you think about those crazy mess of rings that I was talking about and how the, you know, those uh, hydroxyl and um, methoxyl rings are associated, the O's and the H's and stuff like that are associated and and how that like like chemical structure is all like messed together, then that kind of like plays into that pH. And so right. then that that adds to the stability of the color as well as again, if you're getting those blue colors coming out of it. Yes. Was that at all confusing? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> a little bit, but I think you got the gist of it. Uh, you know, that coming from someone who's not a chemistry uh, <laughs> It's really expert. hard to explain things without drawing them. I'm yes. such a visual person so you all don't know but I'm sitting here like making like structures and drawing things out to Haley as I'm explaining it so I I again will link to that paper yes. you can see all the like cool rings and whatever else so for the more basic version basically and I know I just said <laughs> thank you I said this um but I I'm now that I'm thinking about it and we're discussing it I think I'm going to take back what I said earlier I'm pretty sure that what you said was correct. And anthocyanins at a lower pH typically appear red or purple, uh, which means they have purple, or sorry, red and blue, some slight blue hints to them. But as the pH increases and gets closer to um, seven, then they turn blue. And I believe, like I said, once I started thinking about it as we were discussing it, I'm pretty sure if you just had extracted anthocyanins and you were able to make that solution uh, higher in pH, it would turn those from a more red tint to a more blue tint. Um, High pH, high blue. Yes, more blue at high (laughs) pH. Yeah, so that's like 14. (laughs) Well, I don't know what they do at 14. (laughs) Probably denature. (laughs) But yeah, I think that typically wines... Even the higher pH wines are going to be, you're not going to see much beyond 4.2. So these wines are probably between that 4 and 4.2 stage pH. And uh, that is enough to to make them more blue. And again, talk, we were just talking about like, you ha- you want to also have things be stable and you don't want your blue wine that's sitting on the shelf to all of a sudden turn yellow <laughs> or all the blue starts falling out of solution and is a dust in the bottom of the bottle. So I believe that's why we have these higher um, sweetened wines, whether that's a natural sweetener or some other kind of sweetener. Yeah, I will fact check you a little. Uh, this paper said their color can vary from mauve to blue at pH of four and above. So your 4.2 is probably pretty accurate. Um, and then they fade to yellow or more of a natural. Um, Interesting. With that alkyne median. Yeah, getting so. into the alkaline. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you, we, we did some chemistry <laughs> early in the morning. <laughs> you talked about a couple different blue wines. Is there any blue wine that you feel like you're going to look out for now and try yes. to get to try? I'm going to look for that Skyfall, the yeah. bubbly Skyfall. Um, it had really good reviews um, by the wine person, uh, Julian. I forgot his last name, but uh, <laughs> so 
I will link to that YouTube uh, in the show notes as well. But that one just sounded really fascinating, um, especially uh, being a kava wine. I have yeah. enjoyed those in the past. So I I was really interested to try that. What about you? Um, well, after hearing your review on that, yes, I think I'm interested <laughs> in trying that one as well if I see it in the store. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to, like, after we did our Auburn wine episode, I got online and I ordered a couple different Auburn wines. Oh, and yeah. they ordered a couple through local people that I knew were making them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to go that far with the blue wines. <laughs> there oh, okay. were just enough mixed reviews that I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty bad reviews out there of, like, people being like, I took one sip and dumped the rest. So like just really awful reviews out there. So it was exciting to me to find one that somebody that reviews wine for his YouTube video said, hey, I'm going to drink more of this. And he didn't just totally. Uh, But he did say it was really weird. He was like, I don't know. I I just feel weird actually. Because he was like, you know, spitting. And he was just like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about actually ingesting (laughs) this. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I think it's just the blue color. You feel like you're doing a mouthwash or something. (laughs) Yeah, especially because we are so, like you said, visual people. And if you spend a lifetime seeing blue mouthwash, that's kind of what you're expecting. And then to get like a wine taste, that would be a great situation to be drinking um, out of a, a like professional taster's glass that's black. So you can't see the color of the wine. So you're just focusing on the flavors and the aromas rather than what it looks like. Because we take tons of information from those visual cues. Uh Okay, interesting. I see that. But I also really love looking at colors of wine. So Yeah, right, Uh right. That's, yes. I mean, my research on this definitely made me want to brush up on more of my chemistry knowledge and also... Because like I said, I just really love looking at the colors of wine. I really wanted to start exploring and researching more about how different colors of wine are made. Yes. Um, Not just like from the winemaker's perspective, but also that like chemical aspect of it. And like, um, I just thought that was really fascinating to me. So, Right. Um, One last thing I wanted to touch on. I think one last thing. I don't know. I say that, and there's, and then, and then we always end up like going down other rabbit holes too. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, is I in thinking about this? A lot of times, I like to connect it back to you know, probably in like Auburn wines, probably in history, like there's no way to actually remove the skins from the juice very easily without losing a bunch of product. So in order to just mash up the grapes and get all that juice fermenting, they left the skins on. You hence. Auburn wines. Blue wines, I not not super sure there's like a historic precedent for no, blue wines. I do I don't think, think so. there are certain regions where your pH gets a little wacky. Idaho is one of them. Uh, we get a lot of uh if you think about a grapevine is like a water pump and it's taking water from and anything that's in that water solution from the soil and getting them up to their uh, leaves and fruit and everything. And then Mm -hmm. they have a way of releasing that water that's extra. But all the stuff that was in the water is being uptaken, uptook, uptaken into the plant. (laughs) And um, then it ends up there. 
And some of that ends up in the fruit. And so mm-hmm. uh, we we have different regions have different soil structure and different micro uh, nutrients in their soils and things. And so we in Idaho typically and some parts of um, Eastern Washington get a lot of high pH wines, even though we have high acidity in the wines as well. So it's kind of this weird, you know, you're sorry, you're getting like a pH of three, eight to four, two, which is pretty dang high yeah. like most most wines you would see more like um three two to three seven depending on the style of wine you're making but we're getting mm-hmm. like up into that over four which most wine traditional winemakers would be like you can't make a a wine over four ph but oh, you can interesting. because you've got this uh high ph but you also have high acidity because of the stuff that's in the actual um uh fruit soil. yeah the soil oh, okay. and then the fruit so because of that, I think there are wines that you could have produced historically in regions like that that turned mm-hmm. out much, that had more blue tints to them. More yeah. like um, a lot of people in the Northwest feel like Petit Bordeaux has a very uh, purple, inky hue to yeah. it. And that has like that blue that's in there that's making it more purple than a red wine. So I think yeah. that there's um, wines like that that and regions that definitely could produce more blue hue in a wine, mm-hmm. but not this blue wine like we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely, I've, I've mentioned before, before how I do love the color of Tempranillo and that mm-hmm. really comes from exactly what you're talking about is some some of the Tempranillos I've seen are have this like super almost blue burgundy color to them. And I really like that color. (laughs) So um, here's to my mom who loves blue. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) she is an avid listener. She loves to tell me that. So, uh, okay, with that, did you have anything else or should I go ahead and wrap it up? Let's wrap it. Okay, cool. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Whole Cluster Conversation. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and we will be back soon chatting more about, I think, some more vineyard stuff. So, yeah. look and maybe eventually to- black wine. I did come across Ooh. that black wine. What? What? Okay, yeah, we're going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Whole Cluster Conversation. Music provided by Michael Johnson of Grand Falconer. Audio production provided by our friend Ukiah Bogle. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you like to listen. Ciao!